Good afternoon, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. <clears throat> Welcome to the continuation of our Shimru International Hilcho Shabbos Learning Program. We last week completed what is called Sidura de Pas, the arrangement of the Malachos that are needed to produce bread. And now we begin sort of the next order that, uh, in terms of making uh, tapestries and curtains. And it's actually uh, timely because these malachos were the malachos needed to make the curtains of the Mishkan, and that's uh, this week's parsha, parshios Bayakel and Pekude. This will be our last session before the Yom Tif of Pesach. So let us begin with the twelfth uh, malacha, the malacha of goizes, Hagoizes es Hatzemer, one who shears wool. Where was uh, shearing? Done in the Mishkan. Shearing was the first step of the process of manufacturing the cloth curtains that were draped over the Mishkan. So the Uriois Izim and uh, the various curtains that hung over the uh, Mishkan, Uriois Izim Adamim, Uriois Techashim, all of this, uh, we needed the Malacha of Geziza, of Goizes. Now, Goizes is found in Shulchan Aruch and Simen Shin Mem. How are you going to remember that? Well, first of all, if you don't remember it, shame on you. So that's the first way. Shame. So that's something you need to remember. Okay, you don't like that one, huh? So we're going to see that wearing a fur coat, if one wears a fur coat, you can't pluck the hair out. So if you buy a fur coat, you're going to have to pay a lot of taxes to Uncle Sam. Shin Mem, Sid Mem. That one, that one you like better. Okay, fine. But uh, be it as it may, what is the Av Malacha of sharing? So the Rambam writes in Hilchois Shabbos Parktes Halacha Zayin. Hagoizes Tzemer, one who shears wool, or somebody who shears hair, whether from a regular animal, whether a wild animal, from a living animal, from a dead animal. That's also important to bear in mind. It's not only a living animal, but a dead animal as well. Afilu min even from the pelt, which is the hide of the animal. If you pluck hair or wool, you're chayiv. How much? To be able to spin a thread that is a certain measurement uh, long. It has the width of a double sit. Okay, so that is the avmalach. The avmalach is to pluck hair or um, wool. From an animal alive or dead. What is the tolda of the malach? The Rambam continues: someone who plucks a feather from the wing of a bird, that is a tolda of goizes. So plucking a feather is goizes. But here is a more common one: someone who takes off a fingernail or his hair. So, in other words, uh, so many people have a bad habit. They. Uh, they cut their nails, they bite their nails, they remove one nail with another. So if you take off your nail, or your hair, or your mustache, or your beard, that is a malacha da'iraisa of goizes and your chayev, provided you do it with the kli. In other words, if you use a nail scissor or a nail clipper to cut off your nails, your fingernails, your toenails, if you trim your mustache with a scissor, you trim your beard with a scissor, that is a malacha da'iraisa, and that is the tolda of goizes. What is more uh, likely, and what is more common, is for somebody to 
take off a piece of their nail with another nail, or a piece of their skin, or to pluck the skin of their lip. All of these are Malacha de Rabbanon of Goizes. So one has to be very careful. And uh, even sometimes it becomes a matter of habit, and people get into a habit and they can't help themselves. Well, you need to help yourself. So a person has to really buckle down and summon up the inner discipline not to uh, bite their nails or not to take off their hangnail. Now, there are limited circumstances. If someone has a hangnail that's mostly off and, co- and causing com- um, a lot of pain, so there might be a leniency, but in, mo- in most cases you cannot bite off a nail or skin or the skin of your lip on Shabbos. To do it with a kli is a malacha da'iraisa. To do it with your hand or your mouth is a malacha dirabanan. Okay, now the typical uh, situation of sharing, um, when I say sharing uh, uh, with an E, S-H-E-A-R-I-N-G, not sharing is caring, S-H-A-R-I-N-G, is on a live sheep. However, the, if you look in the Toisefta, the Toisefta extends the malacha to include other animals, other birds, even animal skin. Even if you take off the hair or the wool from the pelt, you are chayiv. Now, the Rambam paskins this way. The Rambam writes in Hilchah Shabbos, Parak Tes Halacha Zayin, Hagoizes Tzemer, someone who shears wool, Oiseer or hair, Bein men ha whether from an animal, Bein men a wild animal, Bein men a living animal, Bein men ha-meis, Afilu men shalohen, even from their pelt, chayiv your chayiv. Now, the Gemara says, Tanur if you pluck a feather, there's a Gemara in Shabbos, or if you snip the tip of the wing, or if you pull off the barb of the bird, you have to bring three carbonates. Number one, Rishlakish says, if you pluck the feather, so you're chayev for goizes. If you snip the tip, you're chayev for cutting. If you pluck the barb, um, you pull off the barb, then you're chayev for smoothing. But from this Gemara we see that plucking a feather of a bird is a malacha da'iraisa, it is a tolda of the malacha of goizes, and therefore the Raman Paskin, straight up, hatoylesh kanaf, you pluck a feather from a bird that is a tolda of goizes. Ah! It comes the Gemara B'chayrois. And the Gemara B'chayrois and Avchavdalit Amebez has the following question. It says the Gemara B'chayrois. The Gemara wants to know there's a halacha that you're not allowed to share a firstborn animal because it belongs to a kayin. What about plucking the hair of a firstborn animal? Is that considered like sharing? Says the Gemara. The toilish lav goizes. Plucking is not considered sharing. Vahatanya. Hatoilesh is hakanaf. We know if you pluck a feather, you're chayiv. Says the Gemara. Uh, there's a very big difference between plucking a feather and plucking the hair of an animal. Plucking a feather is a typical way to remove the feather. And therefore, you're chayiv for plucking a feather. But plucking the hair of an animal is not orche. 
That is not typical. That is not the usual way with which a malacha is done. And therefore, it's not the same as uh, shearing. And it's not asr midaraisa. In other words, to pluck the feather of a bird is an isr daraisa. To pluck the hair of an animal, that is not an isr daraisa because that is not the typical way that it is, is done. However, look in the Mishnah Bura. Mishnah Bura Simon Shin Mem, Sifhe, he paskins, that if you pluck a hair of an animal, it's only a drabanon. You know why it's a drabanon? Because it's not typical. Because it causes pain to the animal. If you're going to pull out the animal's uh, wool, pull off the animal's wool or hair, it's painful and therefore it's not typically done. However, says the Mishnah Bura, if the animal's dead and you're dealing with the hide, so then there's no reason a person would not pluck the hair out. That is the typical way to do goizes, and for that you would be chayev. So says the Mishnah Potter. If you pull, you pluck from a living animal, your potter, it's not the derech to pluck, mishum de because it's painful. The way to do it is to share. However, if you are pulling out with your hand from a dead animal, that's typically done. Usually, that is a typical manner to remove hair if the animal is dead. Therefore, says the Mishambura, for all you out there who wear fur coats, raise your hand if you wear a fur coat. Raise your hand if you wear a strimal or even a borsalino. So if you're going to uh, pluck the hair out on Shabbos, so it does not cause your fur coat any pain. And therefore it would be a malacha daraisa of goizes, and one has to be very careful. And for that reason, many people don't buy their wives fur coats because they don't want her to pluck it out on Shabbos and be chayev a malacha daraisa. But if you were kind enough to buy your wife a fur coat, then she would have to be very careful uh, about plucking out the hair on Shabbos. So now is a very interesting question. And that is chicken. That's right, chicken. Raise your hand if you like to eat chicken on Shabbos. So I see everybody raising their hand behind their names that are hiding uh, their faces, but I see through the special x-ray vision of uh, Shimru, who we could even see into your house even though your screen is off. You know that, by the way. You know that uh, that's one of the uh, qualifications of giving a shimru shear to be able to see through Zoom. Anyway, just joking. Okay, don't worry. Um, but a lot of people like to eat chicken on Shabbos. Now, most people who eat chicken on Shabbos don't like if their chicken is hairy. You know, sometimes you go to someone's house and you get a look at that chicken and the chicken, you know, is a little bit too hairy for comfort. Are you allowed to pluck out the hair of the chicken on Shabbos? Well, we just learned, the Mishnah Baruch says, that to pluck out the hair of a living animal, it causes the animal tsar, and it's not typically done, so it's only a sardar But to pluck out the hair of a dead animal, that is typically done, and that is Malachadai Raisa. So are you allowed to pluck out the hair of the chicken on Shabbos? So interestingly, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach is machmer. That one has to be careful. It says, 
have to be careful. You have to be careful not to pluck from the chicken the hair that remains. Even though the bird is cooked. Why? Because there's a chashash iser of goizes, albeit it may only be drabanon. Nevertheless, uh, one cannot pluck out the hair of their chicken on Shabbos. So make sure you get a bald chicken. Don't get a hairy chicken, because if that chicken is still hairy on your plate, according to Rav Shlomo you would not be allowed to pluck it. Comes of Moshe Feinstein, Arachayim, Chilek Dalit, Halacha Ayin Dalit. And he says the Isra of plucking hair from a dead animal does not apply if the animal's cooked. He says once the, once the animal's cooked, the cooking process softens the food, and to the extent that the feathers are considered removed already, they're considered like they're already disconnected, and also, says Ramosha, the feathers have no value whatsoever once they're cooked, and they're basically uh, disintegrated, and they're discarded right away, and therefore Ramosha says, Mikamakoim la'achar habishol hu kimrutim ba'imdim, once they're cooked, it's, a, it's as if they're already plucked. Especially there's no malacha here because they're not fit for anything. Therefore, if you could remove it in your mouth, you should do that. Otherwise, you could remove it right before you eat it. By the way, Rav Nisan Karelitz in the Chod Hashani, he says that removing the hair of a chicken may not apply to a cooked chicken. Because a cooked chicken is not considered animal skin, it's considered food. There's no isser of goizes on oichel, only on behema. An animal, um, a, a bird, the chicken, once it's cooked, it's considered food, and there's no isser. Now, we mentioned that um, removing nails, hair, cuticles, in other words, um... You have to, one has to be very careful about removing their nails and their hair. And uh, in other words, you don't start plucking your beard or your hair or your nails. So you can't bite your nails. You can't remove one nail with another. The Rambam Paskins as follows. To remove your nail with a kli is an iser da'iraisa. To remove one nail with the other is an iser da'rabonon. Likewise, hair, the Gemara says, that if you remove a scissor full of hair, you're chayev. What is a scissor full of hair? Rabbi Huda says two hairs. Rabbi Lezer says one hair. The chachomim are moideh, that if it's white hair is among black hair, then even one hair is aser. And then the Gemara says a very important halacha, that to take a white hair out of black hair is an iser da'iraisa even during the week for a man. A man may not pluck out his white hair. Why not? Because that's something a woman does. And the Torah says, yilbash gever simlasisha. So a man may not uh, check his uh, beard, his hair, and say, oh, I have a white hair, I want to look a little bit younger, I'm going to start plucking out this hair, that hair. You're not allowed to do that. Not on Shabbos, not on Yom Tif, not on Tuesday, not on Wednesday. That is considered like wearing a woman's garment, it's a practice of a woman, and that is prohibited. Now, the, um, the Chachamim hold that removal of hair on Shabbos is also if it's two hairs. However, the Mishnah Bura says that's only to be Chayiv a carbon. 
However, it's still an Isser Dairaisa even to remove one hair. And therefore, we come to a very important halacha. And we'll, we'll get back to this more when we get to the uh, Isser of Menapes. But that is, is one allowed to brush or comb their hair on Shabbos? And the answer is absolutely not. It's an Isser Dairaisa. Why? Because it's inevitable that uh, you're going to be removing hairs. And if you don't think so, look at your brush after you brush your hair. Hair is uh, quite removable. And with one stroke, you're going to be removing hairs. Now, the Mishnah does write that if you use a soft, bristled brush, like uh, extremely soft, then you would be allowed to remove, uh, you would be allowed to comb your hair on Shabbos, not with a comb, with a very soft, bristled brush that's very sparsely, um, has sparsely located teeth, and it has to be designated only for Shabbos. Why does that have to be designated for Shabbos? Because since brushing hair is uvdin dechayel, it's a weekday activity. So if you could get yourself, um, I believe they're out of stock, but they used to make a Shabbos brush, which is a very soft bristle, very densely popula- um, populated with teeth, and basically, it's not going to get the same look as during the week, but it will it, it uh, creates a neater look, and that would be a permitted way. But a typical brush, you look at it and you see hair in it. That's a big no-no. You can't. Uh, she said, "But I'm going to walk into Shul on Shabbos. I'm going to look like. Uh, guess what? You're going to look like. You're going to look like it's Shabbos, and that's the biggest honor to Shabbos. Better than a neatly uh, combed hair is." Uh, observance of the halacha. So, uh, brushing hair on Shabbos is a isr of goizes. Okay. Next, very interesting shayla. This will be uh, basically the concluding subject today. And that is in uh, the year 1936. A Jew was drafted in the army and he sent the following shayla to the uh, doivev mesharim of doiv Beirish Weidenfeld. This Jew, okay, he shaved his beard because uh, in the army, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to have a beard. But he was, he was always careful to use a, de, a, de, a depilatory cream, and not to use a razor. A depilatory cream would be permitted, and a razor is isra However, one Shabbos morning, the general came in, and he issued a command: everyone needs to remove their beard today. So Shiloh was like this: it was pikuach nefashas. There's no question. He had to do it. But should he use a depilatory cream himself, and that would be an issue of shaving on Shabbos, or should he have a non-Jew use a razor? Now, not only is one not allowed to use a razor on their own face, one cannot sit in the barber's chair and use a razor um, and be shaven by a barber. Okay, so... There's no difference really whether you shave yourself with a razor or you sit in the chair and let the barber use a razor. Now another thing, people want to know, where on my face can I let the barber use a razor? The answer is nowhere. Hey, that was simple. Even though the Gemara says there there are only five spots that you can use the razor, we don't quite know exactly where they are. So if you want to use a razor, you could use it on the back of your neck, but nowhere on the face. Really? Nowhere? No. Nobody's allowed to use a razor? I didn't say nobody. An Akum could use a razor, no problem. 
But if your mother is Jewish, you can't use a razor anywhere on your face. Yeah, but my barber will tell him to stop because uh, we don't know exactly where the Mekayimahs are. Anyway, um, the Shiloh this Yid had was, is it better for him to use the depilatory cream himself and violate shaving on Shabbos? Or is it better to have a guy do it so there's no violation of Shabbos? But on the other hand, he's violating the Isser Da'iraisa of shaving. You hear the dilemma? If he uses the cream, he's violating Chilo Shabbos. If he lets himself be shaved, he's violating an Isser Da'iraisa of uh, Giluach. Ah, so the Chabina Rav replied as follows. He says, using a depilatory cream is not a violation of Shabbos Midairaisa. Why? But shaving with a razor, even being passive, is an Isser Da'iraisa of shaving. What's the reason why using a depilatory cream is not Geziza Midairaisa? So, in a kuntras written by Rabbi Yitzchak Nossen Kuperstak, he was a Talmud of the Chabina Rav, he discusses this question, and he quotes the Rambam. The Rambam says that you're now to wash your hair with an herb that's a depilatory on Shabbos. It's an Isser Durabanan. The Rambam learns that a depilatory agent is only an Isser Durabanan. So therefore, it's very simple. To allow yourself to be shaved is an Isser Durabanan. To use a depilatory cream is only an Isser Durabanan. Better to violate a Durabanan than a Durabanan. Well, says it should be in a rub. Why is it only drabana to use a depilatory cream? Don't you remember we said earlier plucking hair from a living entity is only drabana? So that means cutting hair is a diraisa. Plucking hair from a living entity is a drabana. Only plucking a feather is a diraisa. Rav Tzvi Broida, the Avezna Petach Tikva, wrote a letter to the Chabina Rub. He said, What are you talking about? Plucking hair from a living being is a drabanan because it causes pain and it's not normal. But a depilatory cream is a normal way to remove hair. Though it's not a xeris hakosov that it's not a doiraisa to pluck hair from something that's alive. It's because it's not normal, but a depilatory cream is normal. And Rav Kuperstadt defended the Tribuna Rav that. Anytime you remove hair by the roots, just like when you pluck hair by your, with your hand, this is not a normal way to remove the hair. A depilatory cream, which removes from the root, in all cases is not considered um, a malacha dairaisa. It's not a typical way that to remove hair. Okay, that's you know somewhat debatable. Rebroida wrote another reason why using the depilatory cream uh, may be only a rabbinic uh, iser. And he suggests that since the cream doesn't cut the hair, but actually disintegrates the hair, disintegration is not goizes. Goizes is either cutting or yanking, but not causing it to disintegrate. So since the method that is being used is disintegration, that would be another reason why it would perhaps be in Isser Durabonon. Now, one last idea. Maybe you'll say it should be Mutter, or at least only in Isser Durabonon to use a depilatory cream, because 
why in general is it considered goizes when you cut hair? I understand in the Mishkan, when they sheared the wool of the sheep, they didn't just shear the wool because they didn't want the wool on the sheep. They sheared the wool because they wanted the wool. So if somebody is removing hair, not because they want the hair, but because they want, they don't want the hair attached, maybe that's a malacha shenitzricha Maybe it's only geziza dairaisa if it's similar to the mishkan where they remove the hair or the fur or the wool because they wanted the hair, the wool, or the fur. But if they just, if somebody wants it off, maybe that is not considered a malacha dairaisa. So the Bir Halacha in Simen Shin Mem quotes a very important shita of the Rivash. The Rivash writes, he says, "The Melechas Geziza Chashiva Melacha Lekulei Alma Afilu Ein Sarach Lahaseir." Geziza is a Dairaisa even if you don't need the hair. The Geziza Haisa BeMishkan Shaloi Lutzarach Hatzemer because sometimes they shared in the Mishkan even if they didn't need the wool. Rak Lutzarach Haar they just needed the hide. For example, the Oirois Techashim, they remove the hair so that the hide would be usable. Therefore, any time you remove hair, even if it's not to take the hair, but you're removing the hair, you want a smooth face. You're removing your nail because you want your nail even. So whether you're doing it for the item you're removing or you're removing something for the entity that remains behind, the Rivash says, either way, that is Malacha Shatzricha Legufa. That is a very important um, idea of the Rivash. And therefore, if somebody is shaving their beard with a depilatory, they cannot make the case, well, it's not like I'm going to be preserving that hereafter and putting a jar and saving it so it should be Malacha Shatzricha Legufa, because according to the Rivash, Geziza is not only for the item that is removed, but even the item that the entity that it is removed from. However, the Chabina Rav concludes that according to all opinions, this soldier who has to remove his beard with depilatory cream, that in fact would not be Geziza because really he wants the beard on. He's a Yiddish soldier, he wanted the beard. The only reason he's removing it is to avoid punishment. So that would not be a malacha dairaisa. He's not using it to make use of the hair. He's not using it, he's not doing it to enhance the skin. He's not, he's doing it to avoid punishment. Now that's also very debatable. Because the gezeira is, everyone needs to have a smooth face. So even though I'm not doing it to have a smooth face, I'm doing it to avoid punishment. Does that apply by every malacha of Shabbos if somebody's threatened? Um, write this, otherwise we're, we're going to punish you. Oh, I could do it. I'm not writing it to write it. I'm writing it to avoid punishment. Typically, we wouldn't say that. Writing is writing. It doesn't matter what the reason you're writing for, but we, we're asking you to make letters, and that's what you did. But the bottom line is that um, this is just an analysis of what is the... Malacha of goizes. Do we say that since it's removal from the root, it's not typically done? Do we say it's merely causing disintegration, so it's not typically, that's not geziza? Do we say since you're only doing it to avoid punishment, that's not geziza? But in any event, this is uh, the discussion of the 12th malacha, the malacha of 
Goizez. I want to wish, take this opportunity, Be'ezus Hashem, Sunday is uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and this is our last shir before the Yom Tif of Pesach. So I want to w- take the opportunity to wish everybody a Chag Kosh and look forward to uh, joining back with you after Yom Tif. If anybody has a question, I'll be happy to field. Um, otherwise, have a great evening, great day, and a wonderful Shabbos. What is the measurement of a sit? I don't know. I could try to find out. I don't know. Okay. If you could find out, that would be lovely. Okay. What's your um? What's your name and uh, address? It's David Kale. It's Avril R. Kale. Okay. Avril R. Dot Kale. Okay. I'm not hearing. Say the address again. Right. It's Avril A V R I L. 